China's coronavirus lockdown is lifting, so we're catching up with the expats in Ningbo, near Shanghai, to see what they've been up to and how they've survived. Well, hello everyone. We're going to be meeting some of the expats in the city of Ningbo. With us today, we have Stacy. So, Stacy, as in most countries in the world, China went into lockdown. So, would you like to let us know how you spent the Chinese New Year and the following lockdown afterwards? Well, I decided for a spring festival that I wanted to actually travel, and I traveled north to a city called Weihai. Uh, that's in Shandong province, um, a couple of hours flight from Ningbo itself. Um, I was crazy. Spending winter in the north of China is a little bit crazy by anyone's standards because it is freezing. Um, but I wanted to experience Spring Festival in China. Usually I travel back to my home country, South Africa. And I thought, what a great way to to experience it with some snow and some ice and good good northern food. Um, and then around January 20th, we got the news that things in Wuhan were rapidly deteriorating and that the city would be going into lockdown. And pretty much after that, all Chinese cities followed. So we, I mean... I was fortunate enough to be staying with my boyfriend um, and we got a lot of communication from work here in uh, our, sc our school here in Ningbo and they were very kind of ex explicit in saying to us, please, this is dangerous, this is bad and we need you to cooperate, please cooperate with the authorities, um, any healthcare workers that you come across, please you know, this is something we all kind of have to work together. So at the time it was quite disconcerting. I had, I had learned obviously about the outbreak in 2002, the SARS outbreak. And so I was sort of vaguely familiar with kind of the protocols and the things that happened back then, but then experiencing it firsthand was completely different. That sounds like quite the ordeal there. So, um, since you've come back to Ningbo now, do you feel that anything has changed with the city? And if so, could you describe it a little bit? Well, originally the plan was to be in Weihai for about a month and then start classes again in February. We were due to actually come back to school on Valentine's Day. So I had a very extended time in Weihai and I actually only returned to Ningbo about one week ago. Um, when I returned, my school advised me, they said to me, please be, you know, please be careful about going out. You know, Zhejiang is in a much better position now than it was, uh, in February and even March. Um, but please be prudent about how you, you know, going out and please be safe. Please don't use public transport. And I think their thinking at the time was, um, the students, all of our students are coming from different parts of the province. You know, we have students from Anhui and Sichu as far as Sichuan and Xinjiang province. So um, we were asked to be responsible for the sake of ourselves and our students and other colleagues as well. Um, but since coming back to Ningbo, 
I think the only thing that's truly changed uh, is obviously a number of people are still uh, practicing practicing their social distancing. Uh, you can see people are still wearing their masks. Um, certain venues like our movie theaters are still closed. Uh, but for the most part, it is the city that I remember prior to prior to our lockdown. Um, there are far more flowers now, which I appreciate, but I think that has something to do with the fact we're now very much in spring, heading into summer. Yeah, the feeling has changed a little bit, and we are a few months later. Yeah, yeah. I think the other thing I've sort of noticed is people are very aware of each other. So still, I think there's we still have to show our health codes in certain places, especially when you go into supermarkets or things like that. People are still very kind of circumspect about making sure that your health code is green. Um, and I think to have a to have a full opinion on it, I would probably have to spend a little bit more time here. Right now, I sort of feel as comfortable as I feel in the city because I sort of look at it like it's my hometown in China. I feel like I'm still kind of finding my feet post lockdown. I think that a lot of a lot of people are still they had that feeling that we're still trying to figure this all out. Because of course, the rest of the world right now is really struggling. China's kind of that much further along down down the line. A lot of my friends back home, they say Whenever I give them any updates of how life is going here, they say, oh, from the future. She's talking from the future. And I, I think that's quite funny. That's quite a strange way to look at it because I'm like, I still feel like I'm figuring out how to negotiate a post-lockdown world. You know, going out is is okay. Um, visiting my friends is okay. Um, going grocery shopping when I want to is okay. Um uh, going walking is is okay so it's it's I think I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to navigate a post-lockdown world especially here in Ningbo it's a different world now but um, let's backtrack a little bit uh, we've heard about what you've done during the lockdown but uh, would you like to let the viewers know a little bit where are you from and what brought you to Ningbo in the first place uh okay so I'm from South Africa. Um, yes, that is in the South of Africa. Um, I often get the question, where is South Africa? And usually it's followed up with the explanation of South of the African continent. Um, and I like to joke that I didn't choose Ningbo. Ningbo actually chose me. That's not quite as arrogant I hope that doesn't come across as me being arrogant, but uh, in 2012, I actually was made redundant. I was teaching at a university in South Africa, and unfortunately, there were budget cuts in the arts. Um, that's probably not a novel experience to anyone who studies or teaches in the arts. And unfortunately, they terminated our program, so I was at a bit of a, a bit of a loss. I didn't know what to do next. And my friend said to me, come with me i'm going to china and i said what 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 do you mean you're going to china that's insane and i think for for a lot of people especially in south africa anyway china was kind of an unknown 
still a fairly unknown country. You know, there wasn't that much interaction despite us being part of BRICS, South Africa and China being part of BRICS. And it was really kind of only in 2012 that people started kind of teaching in China. What is that all about? What, you know, what does that mean? And so I did a TEFL certificate and um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing that. And so I applied for different jobs in Korea, in Thailand, in China. And actually, I mean, in being very safe and cautious, I just put myself on the internet because that's what you do, right? You just, you put yourself out there. And the very first school that replied to me was a school here in Ningbo. And I interviewed for a school in Suzhou, I remember. Um, I chose that, I chose, chose to interview with them uh, because I really liked the name of the school. <laughs> and then, and then I did a little bit of research about Ningbo and um, my dad, you know, he loves geography, he loves history, and he said to me, wow, this Ningbo, do you know that it's the same size as our biggest city? And I said to him, well, what? And he said, no, it, at that point in time, Ningbo had a population of about six million. It's increased to about seven or eight since then. Um, and I thought, that's meant to be. If I can handle, I can handle a city that size, because of course, you know, I'd read about Beijing, Shanghai, these cities with these mammoth populations of sort of 25, 26 million. And that's literally half my population. So I'm a very small, small country girl. <laughs> um, and I think when I also learned the name of the city, what it means in English, uh, for those of you who don't know, Ningbo means calm waters. Uh, and I thought, well, it's close to the ocean. Let's let's you know let's make this happen of course not realizing that Ningbo is in fact an hour away from the ocean um and I just I remember arriving here and thinking this is this is pretty great this is this is easy going I I really enjoy it here and I mean since then since that time this the city has expanded exponentially you know I was here when they opened the first line on the subway which, you know, for me, I'd never, I'd never traveled on a subway. So things like that, it, Ningbo has year after year, it's just, it's become home in so many ways. And I count myself lucky that I have two countries in the world where I feel good about being, being there, you know. Well, it's nice that you feel so uh, much at home here in Ningbo. And that brings me to our last question. So do you have any future plans for yourself and here in the city? Number one, try and make much more effort with Chinese. I think it's time. I've been, this'll, this'll be my fourth year in the city. I've been able to progress past Timbudong and Bujidao, uh, but I think it's time probably, number one, to improve the Chinese. Number two, um, I think in the light, with the backdrop of the pandemic, I would probably say, uh, continue to be grateful for the chances that I have here. I've just, I've been very fortunate in the last week, my, my school has offered me a new contract. Um, but that I know is not the situation for a lot of people right now. So I think my plan, my plans were to travel a bit more of China and, 
uh, I wanted to start writing a book but for now I think it's just grateful for having that comfort, having the routine, having the stability of knowing that for at least the next year things will be okay. All right. Well, Stacy, thank you for sharing what you've uh, survived through over the past little <laughs> while with us and your whole thoughts on the city. Um, so I hope you guys have learned a little bit of something and that you might be a bit more appreciative of this tiny little city that we call Ningbo here in China. Well, thanks for listening and see you next week. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. Well, that was another interesting story. If you've liked what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe so you can get more great interviews next week. See you soon.